Um, I think you know my name. I think you know what show you're watching. Um, this is an extremely, uh, well, it's an upsetting day and an upsetting time. And I honestly, I'm just going to be very upfront with you at the beginning here. I have no idea uh, what kind of show we're about to do or if we're going to even do a full show or anything else. I have a show planned. We have plenty of paper and clips and a whole bunch of stuff. And we just got rid of probably 10 pages of other stuff and all of that. Um, but I don't know what the best way to do this is. Um, there are a million shows on every side of the political and ideological and I suppose religious and philosophical spectrum that everyone can be watching right now to have all of their uh, preconceived notions reinforced and go into their ideological bubble and all of those things. And I suppose I'm one of those people. And I think over the last couple of years, um, or since I've been doing this show, I've tried really, really hard to uh, talk about things as honestly as possible. I, I mean, how often on the show do I play clips of Jordan Peterson to talk, talking about truth and why it's important? When I started doing this show in the first place, um, I, I was trying to do it to bring on people from every side of the aisle to talk about all these things, because in any kind of civilized society, in any kind of nation that any of us could be blessed to live in, uh, if you don't talk about the things honestly, if you don't know what's true and not true, if you don't, um, if you can't sit across from somebody who thinks something differently than you, then you will end up killing each other. And there's an awful lot of death and destruction happening right now, and it's not by accident, it's actually quite by, design and I guess I have to do a show now where I explain a little bit of it to you and show you some things. Um, I have no doubt that you have seen some of the things that I have seen uh, over the weekend. I, I have seen some of the most vile, disgusting uh, things imaginable um, and some of the things that you're probably seeing on Twitter, I've seen worse things that were sent to me uh, from people on the ground in Israel um, that are like, they're literally, there are not words to describe them, right? Like, like you can describe them, and like, like women being raped uh, with their dead husband laying next to them and, and children being snatched from their mothers and all of these things. Um, and we're gonna, we're gonna play one compilation of just some of the horror because I do think that it's important to see some of the horror, I suppose. Um, I, I should note that in about 15 minutes or so, I, I don't know how long we'll do this portion of the show, uh, I have Gadi Taub. He is an Israeli journalist and historian. He's a, he's a great guy. Uh, he's in Israel right now in Tel Aviv. Uh, we have him on, on Skype at the moment, so we'll get to him in about 15 minutes and he can explain. He's a really, really clear thinker. Uh, I consider him a good friend. I did a couple events with him when I was in Israel. Um, I should just note that you know we were in Israel in May, and my my main takeaway from being in Israel was um, was how peaceful it was. Actually, that was the thing. If you watched our videos, you know my little handheld videos where we were walking through the city of Jerusalem, and you see you know Muslim women in full garb walking next to. Um, ultra-Orthodox Israeli men, and it's, and it's peaceful, and there is coexistence, and um, maybe that'll be completely frayed now. And, and the funny thing is that peace and coexistence is not the default position of 
it's actually not the default position of humanity, right? And it's not the default position of what happens usually in the history of the holiest city on the face of the earth. It is a place that has been conquered and reconquered and conquered again and reconquered again over time. And in the 75 years of Israel's, of the modern state of Israel's existence, because the state of Israel has always existed and the Jewish people have always been in the land of Israel, um, since Israel took over Jerusalem specifically after the 1967 war, where before that it was controlled by Jordan, there never was anything known as a Palestinian state. I can explain some of that to you too, because people are very confused about things. Jews were not even allowed to pray at the Western Wall. They weren't allowed to go there, the holiest site. It was basically a toilet for the Jordanians. Um, Israel reunified the city and they brought peace together where Arabs and Jews and Muslims and Christians and these people coexist and they pray. And they pray and they live and they are involved in commerce and everything else. And my takeaway after, it was particularly the five days in Jerusalem, which actually just before we started the show, the last tweet that I saw is now that rockets are landing on Jerusalem. So these people who you know, purport to be doing this for religious reasons, they also have no problem shooting rockets at Jerusalem, right? I mean, and these rockets are completely indiscriminate, so they could just as easily blow up a, a mosque, which there are plenty of mosques in Jerusalem, or, or hit a Muslim family or, or anything else. Um, but peace is not the default position of humans. And no matter how hard you try to achieve peace, um, there are gonna be people that are gonna try to take that peace away. Um, and that has been the story of 75 years, I suppose, of Israel, the modern state of Israel's existence. Just quickly, I, I really, I apologize if this is somewhat rambling or something, but just quickly for all of the people, and many of them are on MSNBC, these fucking trash hacks who are corporate hacks who are paid to lie, and then, and then the buffoons who spread their message. And I also have a certain amount of sympathy for young people who are completely confused about this because the left and all of the instant, all the stuff that we talk about, they have confused a generation of young kids, up, down, left, right, boys or girls, all the stuff, this is all connected. It's all connected. Because if you don't know what is true, you will literally be cheering on as women are raped and children are killed and stripped away from their parents. Um, you will be cheering on the bad guys. Now, I'm happy to see that actually most of the civilized world seems to be on the right side of this thing, but obviously there's gonna be a certain set of people at the New York Times and, the, and just sort of the brainwashed dullards who, who will not. Uh, but I, I would quickly just try to um, dispel one sort of, it's not even a rumor, one complete fallacy about the land of Israel. 75 years, the modern state of Israel has existed. Before that, the state of Palestine was not a Palestinian state for Palestinian Arabs. There were Arabs that lived there. There were Jews that lived there. There were Christians that lived there. It was part of something called the British Empire, which lasted for a long time before that. The British Empire ended, and then they said, we're, we have this partition plan. Jews, you can take some of the land. Arabs, you can take some of the land. There weren't even people called Palestinians at the time. They were known as Arabs. Okay, with the Palestine Post, which is now the Jerusalem Post now, was basically a Jewish paper. The Palestinian soccer team was Jews. When they talk about Palestine, they're talking about the place where the Jews live. The Arab armies used to, the Arab countries used to boycott Palestine because that's where the Jews live. The story of Hanukkah, have you ever heard of this story? When the Jews were defending themselves from the Greeks are in the hills of Judea, Judea and Samaria, right? A guy named Jesus Christ uh, lived in Bethlehem. Uh, yeah, in what they call Palestine. He was a Jew, okay? 
anyway, I could give you a history lesson all day long, but people are so confused about so much of this. And, and, not, and the only reason it's important to know history is to dispel some of the nonsense now. But there was the British Empire, there was the Ottoman Empire before that, so all of these people, and I see this now from all of these whack job lunatics, and they're promoted on MSNBC and the New York Times and those. We should just end the 75-year occupation. Well, that's rather interesting that a whole series of people are calling for the British to reoccupy the state of Palestine. In any event, uh, the modern state of Israel, which has become a, a light unto the nations in that it is a Western society that has more, there's only one place in the Middle East that has coexistence. There's only one place in the Middle East where Jews and Christians and Muslims share buses and go to restaurants together and everything else, right? There are no Jews in any of the other countries to speak of. There's like, one, there's literally, I met one, I was in Egypt in 1997, there was one Jew that they were really proud of. There was one Jew and he was scared, trust me, I met this guy and I'm sure he's dead now. Um, so there are no Jews in any of these countries. Uh, there are no, how, how's it going for Christians in any Muslim country? The point is there is one place that is anti-apartheid in all of the Middle East. There is one place that has anything to do with sharing any of our values. And because everything is so upside down, all of the other issues that I talk about on this show and the lack of truth that we have from our so-called leaders and everything else, that up is down and left is right and bad guys are good guys and everything else, and everything else falls because of that. All right, so let me try to do some kind. Let me try to just get you kind of caught up on some of this, and um, and we shall go from there, I suppose. So uh, I've got some info from the Daily Wire just on the on the state of kind of where we're at at the moment. Uh, Israel declared war, uh, an all-out state of war, on Saturday after Palestinian terrorists repeatedly fired thousands of rockets from inside Gaza, and while dozens of highly armed terrorists infiltrated parts of Israel, opening fire on innocent civilians. The attacks were carried out by Hamas, an Islamic terrorist group that is funded in part by Iran during the holiday of Simchat Torah and on Shabbat, the Jewish day of rest that is observed by many in Israel. Terrorist Mohammed Daif, Hamas's military chief, said that his militants fired 5,000 rockets into Israel as part of Operation Al-Aqsa Storm. He called for surrounding Islamic nations to join the Palestinian terrorists in their attacks on Israel. Images and videos circulating on social media that were reported on by various newswires, major newspapers, and local publications showed horrifying scenes as rockets smashed into the side of residential buildings, cars and at least one military tank were on fire. Numerous bodies lay on the ground in pools of blood. The bodies of Israeli soldiers were desecrated by Palestinians and Islamic terrorists roamed the streets hunting for Israeli citizens. There were also reports that hostages may have been taken, Israeli soldiers and potentially civilians, and it appears that the terrorists were able to steal significant military hardware. Um, just a quick update on the death toll. There are over 1,200 um, dead Israelis at the moment. Uh, more than 2,500 are injured. They don't know how many people have been kidnapped by Hamas. Uh, we know that many of them are Americans also. It is a little bizarre that the United, President of the United States or the man pretending to be President of the United States hasn't at the very least demanded that Hamas give back the Americans, but he has not done that as of yet. Um, and I think that's deeply connected to having us, we gave Iran $6 billion, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, almost everyone across the board on the, on the scary right, right, the evil Nazis of the right, right, um, were saying that this was going to lead to terrorism, and, and here we are. Um, just, uh, quickly, let me just back up for a second on something that I said a moment ago related to the history. 
So after the founding of Israel in 1948, when the Jews said, yes, we'll take some land and you guys take some land, the Palestinians, the Palestinians, they were not known as Palestinians. The Arabs said no. It was a partition plan for the Jews and the Arabs. The Arabs said no. All of the Arab armies attacked Israel and Israel won in, in a basically a complete, absolute, fucking, extraordinary, God-created miracle. I think that's the only way you can describe it. And then until 1967, Israel remained the same size. Then the Arabs attacked again and then Israel reconquered the West Bank, which again, that's Judea and Samaria, where Jesus was from, which was part of Jordan. So when they tell you the occupation began in 1967, are you calling for the Jordanian occupation of quote unquote Palestine? And Egypt had Gaza, right? Egypt shares a border with Gaza until 1967. Also in 2005, in 2005, the Israelis had about, I think, 8,000 people living in Gaza. They took them all out. They ripped them out of their homes. They left temples. They left greenhouses. They said, we just want nothing to do with you people. There, there are no Jews. There are no Israelis living in Gaza. Uh, Gaza also shares a border with Egypt. Egypt completely closed the border. Everyone blames Israel for that, of course. Um, but the point is they took everybody out. They said, we want nothing to do with you in the hopes for peace. And of course you don't get peace. I don't think anyone would have thought that it would have been this absolutely psychotically horrific. Uh, but you know, I mentioned uh, a moment ago that they, you know, they call all of the people on the right, right? What have we been through for the last couple of years? Everyone who doesn't bow to the woke left and all of these things, and again, these things are connected. Everyone that doesn't bow to these people, what are we called? What are we called? We're called Nazis, right? And right now you have actual, this is the modern Nazi movement. What happened to the Jews of Europe before the state of Israel, before 1948? Pogroms and people going house to house, Nazis killing people, shooting them, doing horrible experiments on children, unimaginable things, unfucking imaginable things. Okay, I grew up with Holocaust survivors on both sides of my family, with people that had numbers on their arms, and my, my, uh, my uncle, who married into my family, my Uncle Jerry, uh, his father was a survivor of the Holocaust who lived with a bullet in him for the rest of his life uh, because it was too close to his heart that they couldn't remove it. Um, his daughter was kidnapped, like, like shit that is unimaginable and it's happening right now and it has nothing to do with an occupation or anything else. It is an absolute abject evil bloodlust from these people who don't want Jews to have a sliver a sliver on this earth. It is as simple as that. It is not more complex than that. If you, if you are somehow in the moment sympathetic to the Palestinian side right now, um, you have to explain how murdering and raping women and children and anything is a just way to c accomplish your objective. Do you think they're gonna get a state after this? Do you think they're gonna get anything after this? Of course not. Do you think Egypt's gonna open up their border? Israel has to do what it has to do in Gaza right now. Like, there's just no doubt about it. You just don't lay over and die, right? They didn't want this, they left. They left 17 years ago. It didn't buy them an ounce of grace from the rest of the world or for anyone else. Egypt will not, has bombed the fuck out of that border over the years and flooded tunnels as Gazans want to get over to Egypt. Sinai is basically empty. Sinai is basically an empty territory that's probably 50 times the size of Israel. It might be 100 times the size of Israel. Check a map. They don't want anyone living there. They could take all the Palestinians tomorrow. They don't want them either. Notice that no... Arab nation is gonna welcome their brothers right now, right? Um, can we get a map? Can you get a map? I'm gonna, uh, can I text you a map that we could just put up during the show right now? Or we'll put it up in a moment. 
because people don't understand the basic geography even of this. Um, Connor, I'm texting it to you. I'm gonna just, uh, you, we can put it up in a moment. Connor, just, I just texted it to you. Um, all right, so while, while we look at that, and again, I, I know I'm a little all over the place here. Um, this is a two minute compilation video of some of the abject, just horrendous things. And I really don't know if I'm supposed to show this to you. But if we don't see this, we will not know what we are up against. And when I say we, it's all of Western, it's all of the Western world. The people that are chanting pro-Palestinian uh, slogans in Sydney, Australia, and in Ontario, Canada, and in New York City right now, they would gladly do the same things to us in America and in all of the West. Do you not think that they think America isn't on stolen land? Do you not think that they don't think that uh, Australia is on stolen land from the Aborigines? Do you not think that they think that Canada is on stolen land from the indigenous people and all of the things? And, and we all should have been paying attention to this way more, way more. Do you, do you have the map yet or we'll throw to the video first? Yeah, all right, we're gonna throw to this video first. You've probably seen some of this. And believe me, this is not the worst. This is not the worst, but, all right. <laughs> الشباب مبسوطين على اليهودي قول ايما ايما قول بتدور انت يهود مخرفه I believe me we could have shown you worse that kid is now in Gaza what is he looks like a 4 year old boy is now in Gaza they took there's a video of a woman who's a holocaust survivor who's probably 85 years old being abused by these savage medieval fucks um, you don't negotiate with these people. You don't say, oh, we'll just give you, oh, you did just rape my wife and kill my family and we'll just give you a little land now. A little land now, right? Like, it, it, it's so profoundly, but I, I wanna show you this map. This, I, it may, hopefully the, the image is all right. It's, I, I know it's a little blurry. This is just one that I found off my phone that I just, we're putting up. Um, what did you just tell me there? How many? Uh, Muslim majority? Yeah. 49. 
There are 49 Muslim majority nations in the world. How many Christian majority nations? 158. 158. Um, there's one Jewish one, about six million Jews, which is right about the, well, I think there's about nine million now. Um, but it's, look at, look at the size of that country. That country is the size of New Jersey. In what you're seeing there in that odd shape that's cut out, that is the West Bank, which is technically part of Israel. And again, that's where Jesus, who was a Jew, lived. That's where the story of Hanukkah took place. Anyway, you may not, you may not care about any of this. You might be watching this as an American or, or anyone else going, well, why, why should I give a fuck about any of this? And I suppose that's a perfectly fine, like we can all just bury our heads in the sand and nobody can care about anything and there can be no right or wrong and there can be no morality or anything else. Um, but, but Western society, the idea of individual rights, the idea of respect for minorities, the, the basic ideas that birthed this country were the basic ideas that birthed Israel, that birthed ancient, that birthed ancient Greece, right? Uh, what was Ben Shapiro's book on this called? It's a, it's a spectacular the right book. How these uh, what's history. up? The right side of history. How the ideas of Athens and Jerusalem created the ideas of America and the West. Um, put the map up for just a second again. So that so the the point that I'm showing you this in just a geographic term is that Sinai. So Sinai, you see the long the long arrow on the, uh, sorry the long arrow the the long line on the bottom of Israel there where it sort of turns into a long triangle. First off, the whole country again it's the size of New Jersey. You can drive north to south in probably about five hours. You can drive east to west. It's it's only like eight miles or something like that. It's unbelievably small. Um, notice the size of all these other countries. They're, the Palestinians' supposed brothers who care so much about them. Nobody will take any of that. Actually. After, I think it was the 1967 war, Israel had all of Sinai. Sinai is that giant piece that's right between sort of Israel and Egypt, that giant piece right there where the, the I think that's, it's the Suez Canal. Sorry, I'm a little overloaded at the moment. Um, Israel had all of that, and they gave it back to Egypt. They, they would have had more than their country, a bigger amount of land than their country was. And they gave it back to Egypt for peace, and they basically have had peace with Egypt. But notice that Egypt will not give that to the Palestinians. Saudi Arabia is not gonna invite one Palestinian in. Syria ain't gonna invite anybody. Turkey, Iran, it doesn't matter. All these countries that, they're not all Arab, but they're, they're all supposedly allies of these people, right? But they're not gonna bring any of them in. And then the same leftists who will defend all that will also tell us that we have to have open borders here. And if you don't think these things are connected, as you see people busting through borders and murdering innocent people, is it a little bizarre that we've been watching our own borders be overrun? All right, I want to get to Gotti. I wanted to show you a couple more things. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who, by the way, was completely against the withdrawal from Gaza because he was afraid that this exact thing would happen 17 years ago. At the time, he was not prime minister. He was prime minister before that and obviously subsequently. Um, he, uh, here he is uh, declaring war against Hamas. This is two days ago. הבוקר חמאס פתח במתקפת פטע רצחני נגד מדינת ישראל ונגד אזרחיה. אנחנו בתוך זה משעות הבוקר המוקדמות. כינסתי את ראשי מערכת הביטחון, הנחיתי קודם כל לטהר את היישובים מהמחבלים שחדרו פנימה, הפעולה הזאת מתבצעת בשעות הללו. במקביל הוריתי לבצע גיוס מילואים נרחב ולהשיב מלחמה שערה בעוצמה ובהיקף שהאויב לא הכיר. האויב ישלם מחיר שהוא לא ידע כמותו. אני קורא בינתיים לכל אזרחי ישראל להישמע בקפדנות להנחיות הצבא, להנחיות פיקוד העורף. אנחנו במלחמה, 
ואנחנו ננצח בה. You know, I interviewed uh, Bibi Netanyahu uh, a few months ago, and it seems to me that he has lived his whole life for this moment. They'll have to do a post-mortem on what the intelligence failures were, and, and they're catastrophic and extraordinary. And where there was this, it almost feels like an inside job at some level, and God only knows what, what, like, what our administration was potentially doing. Like, there's just so much, there's so much disgusting stuff here on how this could have happened. Um, but I think that man lived his entire life for this moment, and, and I just know that he is not going to fail his country or his people. And I wish we had more leaders like that in America. Um, despite all of this, so Israel now is obviously bombing Gaza, despite all of this, despite their wives and children being raped and murdered and an untold amount of people that are just missing, 250 kids, basically, young people killed at a, at a, um, at a rave. Um, despite all of that, Israel, which is bombing Gaza right now, is still, as they always do, sending leaflets and warnings to people in Gaza to leave, meaning leave, get out, we are going to bomb you. They're raping their children, and Israel is still sending those warnings. And even on the BBC, which is hack leftist trash propaganda that has helped lead to all of this, all of the confusion that people have around this issue, even, in, even the BBC is admitting that that's what Israel's doing right now. Last night, also, the Israeli army uh, send warning and video messages to people uh, in northern Gaza and in south and in the middle. They ask them to leave some specific areas. They draw a map for the people. They show them exactly where the area which Israel is going to target. Uh, and they ask them to leave to uh, areas more uh, secure. Think about that. No other army in the world, including the United States Army, would do that, period. Period. We've, we've done something, things like that in Iraq, but in, in the midst of, this is, this is their 9-11. Per capita, it's more than 9-11 because they only have about 9 million people. So if, you know, if 1,300 people are now dead, like, you, can, you can do the math on that, what percentage it is. I think it turns out, what would it be? It would be like 200,000 of our people. So it, it, it's like unimaginable, right? And what are they doing? They could bomb the fuck out of that place and destroy it. No, look, I, I think at this point, no one should live in Gaza. You have to basically move, this is my own personal opinion. You guys have proven what you are. You have to move all of the people to the border with Egypt and they have to go to Egypt. And if Egypt doesn't want them, then let the rest of the Arab world or something take them. But, but you can't have them living there anymore. Like you tried, you really tried. Sorry, you, you gotta go now. That's my own personal opinion on this. But even in the midst of their children missing and dead and wives raped and all of that stuff, they're sending text messages and video messages, please leave your house, instead of just blowing the fuck out of everybody. If a rocket was shot from Toronto into Detroit, we would bomb Mexico. Okay, so enough with the moral equivocation on this thing. Um, here quickly, we'll just show you like 40 seconds of, of the IDF uh, starting their response.
Note what they have in Gaza. They have buildings, they have apartments, they have hotels, they have seaside resorts, they have luxury hotels, they have restaurants. Uh, there's a Twitter account that I shared, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, that for years has, all it's been doing basically, has been cataloging all of the luxury items that are in Gaza. They tell you it's an open air prison, it's Auschwitz. Like, look at a picture of Auschwitz compared to that. All of the people that you now see raping the Israelis and murdering them and everything else, do they look starving? They're young, strong men who are well-fed and, and everything they say, it's an open-air prison, it's all a fucking extraordinary lie. And until enough of us say we will not play with these lies anymore, whatever the, whatever the horror is that you can imagine will continue everywhere, basically. Uh, Phoenix has given me the, the per, so per capita death toll uh, in Israel is 37 times more than the per capita death toll on 9-11, so. I want to show you two more things, and actually these, these are things that I'm, uh, well, you know what, I want to do it in the reverse order, actually. I want to show you a, a guy by the name of uh, Jacob uh, Fallick. Um, he's a writer at the Daily Wire, um, and he put up uh, this video, uh, I think this morning, uh, just explaining what, what Israel now has to do and what the justification for it is, and I thought it was quite good. I have a message for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The past 48 hours have not only been sleepless nights for me, but for millions of Jews around the world. On a weekend where we were supposed to be joyous and intoxicated celebrating the holiday of Simchat Torah, instead we find ourselves sober and mortified at hundreds of videos of our people being slaughtered in the streets. Children are killed in their homes, young adults and teenagers are killed at concerts, and the elderly are killed at bus stops. No one was spared by the animals known as Hamas. But Bibi, the lesson to be learned here is not that Hamas are animals. We've known this for decades. Every time they commit a terror act, we are reminded of this lesson time and time again. Instead, the lesson that needs to be learned here is that nothing short of going all the way this time will bring the bloodshed of your people to an end. When I say go all the way, I don't mean just bomb the Gaza Strip a little more than usual when this happens, nor do I mean to increase border security. I mean nothing short of turning the Gaza Strip into a pile of rubble and re-annexing it into Israeli control. In 2005, under Prime Minister Sharon, Israel gave the Gaza Strip to the Palestinians Palestinians for many reasons, the biggest of which was the pursuit of peace and the creation of a Palestinian state. Not only did the Palestinians fail to create a state, the year after they were given this land, the Jews were pulled out of their homes so that they could have, they elected Hamas, an internationally recognized terror organization whose official covenant said one day Jews were hide behind rocks and trees and the rocks and trees will call out, oh Muslim, oh Muslim, there's a Jew hiding behind me, come and kill him. They elected them as their government. That day in 2006, we should have realized that peace would have never been a viable option. But instead, we find ourselves 17 years and thousands of deaths later still trying to understand that reality. End the bloodshed of your people, Benjamin. Go all the way this time. Don't listen to the activists. Don't listen to the hypocritical international bodies. And don't listen to the leftists in your own government. Instead, listen to your people. And more importantly, listen to your God. Numbers 33 verse 55. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then those whom you leave over will be as spikes in your eyes and thorns in your side and they will harass you in the land at which you settle. Pull out the thorns, Bibi. Don't let your words just be words. And people will ask, but what about all of the Palestinians who will be displaced? If they know what's good for them, they will return to the land at which their families came. Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, Jordan. Make no mistake, it is now an us or them situation. And do not think for a second that any hardship that falls upon those people are on your hands. It is on the hands of Hamas and on the hands of their 2006 voting ballot. I mean, he's better than anyone you're going to see on CNN or MSNBC, I'll tell you that. I want to show you one other thing. I, I completely forgot about this video, actually. Um, but Joan Rivers, who has since passed, uh, in 2014, she was asked about 
what's going on with, with Hamas and Israel as la the last time, that, or not the last time, they've done it many times over the years, including the day after we left Israel just a few months ago, when they were lo lobbing rockets over and you know, building tunnels to, to murder people and everything. 2014, she's at an airport and TMZ asked her what she thought. And I, th this video, I actually was the one, I think, that sort of made it go viral. I found it and got it out there. Uh, so this is from years ago, but I, today somehow people started finding it again. And, I, and just listen to, to Joan Rivers. So I'm trying to get celebrity reactions to what's going on with the Palestinians and Israelis right now. Let me just tell you, if New Jersey were firing rockets into New York, we would wipe them out. I am so bored. We heard they were digging tunnels from New Jersey to New York. We would get rid of Jersey. So I don't want to hear anymore. Oh, we'll do a partial truce. Palestinians, you cannot throw rockets and expect people not to defend themselves. What about the civilian casualty rate? Civilian, then don't put your goddamn things in private homes. I'm sorry, don't don't you dare put weapon stashes in, in, in private homes and then we say get out. Of, of course, we're going to do it. The response normally is where are the, where are the civilians supposed to go? I don't care. They started it. It is. You're all insane. They started it. What are you all saying? They started it. The Israelis did not throw their... For, for months this has been going on. How do you resolve What are you it? supposed to how do? You, how do you resolve How do I know? Because I have been over there. That's how I know. And I wish the world would know. And BBC should be ashamed of themselves. And CNN should be ashamed of themselves. And everybody, stop it already. You know, like uh, Dwight Howard tweeted, Free Palestine took it back. Selena Gomez tweeted... Uh, Pro Gaza. Oh, Selena yeah, Gomez. Oh, yeah, that college grad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joan, thank you. Joan, thank oh, you so much. Well, if Selena said that. Uh, yeah. Rihanna has to take oh, it back. Tell her, let's see if she can spell Palestinian. <laughs> I'll ask her right now. Thank, thanks, Joan. Have a great day. Man, only, only Joan Rivers could make you laugh in the midst of all that. Um, all right, obviously we're gonna have to do more of this and this is not the way I like to do a show and I hope I'm most proud of the shows that we do when, when we're laughing at the end and I thought, man, that was a funny show that, and that's why people tune in. Um, but I guess my job now is a little bit different uh, because clearly this, this thing is also gonna just reach into every sort of sector of society. Like the world is, like we either stand for truth and, and honesty and reality and Western values or not. And this, this just ain't going anywhere for now. Um, so I want to shift actually for a second. Uh, my friend Gadi Taub is, is on Skype right now. He's an Israeli historian, an author, he's a screenwriter, he's a political commentator. I did a few events with him when we were in Israel not too long ago. Uh, he's been battling uh, a lot of the, the sort of crazy leftism that's deeply connected to the backwardsness, which is why you have gays for Palestine, which is very different than Palestine for gays, and all of the confusion around all of this. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to do this properly. Uh, Gadi, Gadi, you there? Yeah, yes, I am. Thank you for your strong words, Dave. They come from the heart and, and we can see them. So thanks. I hope I did something that could make a, a few of you guys proud. Um, I don't know, just tell me what's going on. You're, you're in Tel Aviv at the moment, just, just yeah, take it away. I, as I'll I was listening here. to you, there were 
uh, the interceptions by Iron Dome. Uh, I'm not sure if it's above my house or somewhere around the outskirts of Tel Aviv. My cats are sitting here because they're scared from these explosions. But what is happening in Tel Aviv is, is nothing. What we've seen in, in, in the south of Israel are atrocities and, and images that we haven't seen since the Holocaust. And I'm glad you mentioned that these barbarians took a Holocaust survivor an 85-year-old Holocaust survivor as a hostage. Imagine this woman This woman has been, I don't know how many sleepless nights from post-trauma in Auschwitz, and now she's back in the hands of those anti-Semitic neo-Nazis. And it's, it's unthinkable. And you see, those, you see those images slaughtering children. It's, we haven't, we came to this country saying never again. Never again. And I don't know what existential apology the universe can make to this woman who is now back in the hands of, of, of those barbarians. So, so first of all, there's, there's utter shock here. And, and we're just beginning to understand what is going on. And everybody was heartwarmed by, by uh, President Biden's uh, warm words. But we, we, don't, we shouldn't forget uh, that this has been brewing for a long time. This is an Iranian operation. And the United States has just given them $6 billion. You've seen probably the videos of the high-tech drones that they've used in this infiltration. And so these are the sour fruits of two terribly misguided democratic administrations with one short uh, break for Donald Trump. And you need to see the geopolitical uh, picture. The, what was in the making now is a peace between Saudi Arabia and Israel. And what we are seeing now is Iran strategically sacrificing the interests of the Palestinian people in order to break this new alignment, which is threatening its strategic interests in the region. Because obviously, the, the, the Palestinian people, I, don't, I, I have nothing to say in their favor now. They voted for Hamas. Uh, you know, if, if, if you want to understand the mentality of a people, what, who are the heroes on the mm -hmm. names of whom they call schools and squares and streets? You are a hero for the Palestinian people if you killed enough Jews. That's the one thing that makes you a hero. So we're not on the road to any peace. And, and the Iranians are trying to turn the Palestinians into a wedge now between Israel and Saudi Arabia. And, and they're doing it in, their, in, this, in this barbaric way. So we have Hamas on the south, and we have Iran's other arm uh, on the north, Hezbollah, and we have them trying to circle us with their proxies. Yeah, and, and I hope that some of my explanation, again, I was doing it sort of off the top of my head, and I don't even know what to say exactly. But right, right before we started, uh, Brock, my social media guy, mentioned to me that you know when I saw you just a few days later, back in May, we went up to the north and we looked at you know one of the Hezbollah towers that's literally just like feet away from the Israeli border. And it's like if the Israelis weren't there, they would gladly jump over the other side. But the, the Hezbollah doesn't fear that the Israelis out of nowhere are just going to attack them. Like the asymmetry of the thing is backwards. But he showed it to me because it looks like the tower has now been destroyed because they're shooting rockets over that. But I, I don't even want to get lost in it. Can you just talk about the human part of what's going on? I mean, I, I have no doubt that you know people that have, have probably been killed and or kidnapped. Uh, just the human part of, and it, does it feel like it's at least a little more controlled within the borders at the moment, uh, or, or something? 
a, a little more control. They've not they've, they've not uh, completely taken control of the situation. And what happened, I think, is that we were not expecting this infiltration of kibbutzim, of private homes. What they did is they we we don't yet know how they how they neutralized all the uh, electronic surveillance apparatuses. But what they did and they plan to do is to enter civilian settlements like uh, kibbutz, overwhelm the guards at the entrance, and then go from house to house to slaughter people, sparing no one. And uh, the videos are so atrocious, you, you, can't, you can't show them on your show, Dave. You can't, yeah. you can't even put them on social media. Some of them are, this is, this is a, a snuff pornography of, of, of evil. And and you, I don't want to start describing them, but yeah. but people in Israel have lost their sense of security, and so now we're talking about uh, giving arms to civilians. And the minister of national security has now loosened our gun laws. Usually, we have a lot of guns. You know, a lot of people are in reserve service, and we have a lot of guns, but they are not enough. And if we are going, if if indeed we are going to a two-front war with Hezbollah too. We have a, a, only a limited uh, a size for an army, and we are going to have to massively arm ourselves because the, the, the scary thing with this is you don't know where it will come from. What do you make of sort of the existential misunderstanding of Israel and the history of the Jews? And again, I tried to do some basic, simple history there, but like the amount of stupidity and ignorance that is flaunted everywhere and that MSNBC constantly shows this map of how Palestine has disappeared over the years, even though there was never a country yeah. called Palestine or a people known as Palestinians, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the, the, the average Israeli must walk around with that knowing that it, it, in some ways it does not matter. We just have to survive and they will lie about us and it just is what it is. First of all, the, we have a woke contingent in our elites, too, and you and I have been fighting basically the same war in our separate countries. But note that what they've managed to do over the years is turn the language of human rights into the new vehicle of anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. Now human rights organizations are demonizing Israel in the language of human rights. So if, you, if you're an historian, you look back at history, then they've been saying for decades that Jews have slaughtered, been slaughtering Christian kids for the, our matzot in Passover. And now they use human rights organizations mm -hmm. in order to portray the Jewish state as a murderer of children, while we have murderers of children on the other side. Look, as Benjamin Netanyahu said so clearly, we protect our women and children with rockets. They protect their rockets with women and children. Mm -hmm. And it's time we stop flinching. The, this blood is on their hands. And we are trying to play a, in, in an ultra-moral uh, uh, way of behavior in a conflict where we are facing barbarians with no moral scruples at all. And we should, in, in the very least, uh, give the right impression that we this time around we are not going to stop because of some goldstone report that turns out to be mm -hmm. fake and full mm -hmm. of full of blood libels in the language of human rights 
I don't even know what, what else to ask you. Is there, is there anything else you want to say for now? I mean, obviously, I'll have you on whenever you want to come back on, and I'll, I'll gladly have anyone that you think I should have on and all of that. But I'll, I'll be glad to be, to be back, and you're doing uh, great work. I think the work that, that, that people should do on, on, on your side in the United States is don't let the Biden administration cheat you about Iran. They're strengthening Iran. They're stepping over Israel's head. They're doing it in a sly way. They've loosened all the sanctions on this state that's, that has a religious goal of erasing the Jewish people from the face of the earth. And they're playing this game. It started with the Obama administration. It goes on with the Biden administration. We still know there are Iranian spies inside this administration, and it's, it's appeasing the worst force ever. So this is a Chamberlainian mistake, and Americans should point it out. Gadi, I thank you for your time. I will say a prayer for you. I know that, that literally millions of Americans and, and more than that all over the world are, are doing just that. And uh, I mean it thank any, you. anytime. I, I'm, de I'm deeply touched, Dave. Thank you for all the good work that you're doing. All right. Um, okay. This was a bit of a different show, I suppose, than we normally do around here. Uh, we are going to do a post-game show for, for locals. We can just talk it out, I suppose. I know we have some members of the locals community that are in Israel right now, actually. So if you want to join us, it's rubenreport.locals.com, and uh, we'll, we'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.